Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So, Jeremy, there's, there, you know that, that, that thing that they're building over on the West Coast? Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a large building that, that you're really excited about. Yeah. Let me, let me just go ahead and let's start by saying that we are not going to discuss your feelings or, or my feeling. We're not going to discuss our feelings on that building because that right. attraction is not open yet. And you and I agreed that we yes. weren't going to comment on it until the attraction was open. Correct. I promised. And I'm keeping that promise. Okay. But it now looks like that is already going to be canon. Because uh, so Slash Film pointed out that if you look at the uh, trailer for the new Thor Ragnarok film, there's this there's this one scene where what somebody comes in and she's talking to Jeff Goldblum or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And over his shoulder. You are basically behind him as a window and you can see out into into the city behind him and, and over his shoulder is a a building that the shape of it looks rather familiar and rather uncommon, I would say. Yeah, like the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Or the Collector's Fortress. <laughs> Maybe it looks like the Collector's <laughs> Fortress. If this is true, it's just so crazy to think that like this is Marvel canon, and we got our first look at it in real life, as opposed to, you know, like, Cinderella's Castle was in the Cinderella movie, sure, it's hand-drawn, whatever, and then they went and made it in real life, but to see something that was first built in real life, then put into a movie, is is insane. Well, okay, but I, so I don't think that is is super abnormal because I think about aspects. Um, so take, for example, in Pirates of the Caribbean, the movie, the scene with the, uh, the prisoners who are calling to the dog. Yeah. Right. Essentially that, that scene had existed in Pirates of the Caribbean, the attraction for years and years and years. And finally it, it exists in this movie. Right. Right. But at the same time, this movie was created because of the ride. Right, it's based on. Yeah, so I do think that the the idea that this would happen in in this form where it's not... Like, if if we got a collector movie from Marvel, Mm -hmm. we would be unsurprised to see the Collector's Fortress that they had built in that movie, perhaps. Right, right. But yeah, just as kind of a a throwaway... and, And here's the thing, this is just the trailer. For all that we know, this... This building could actually be part of a plot point in in Thor. I don't think it will be. It wouldn't surprise me if it becomes just kind of a, a throwaway Easter egg sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, it, it is weird that it's not a film dedicated to that attraction, but just that that attraction suddenly or that that thing suddenly exists in this world. So after seeing that slash film article. It got me thinking, if I had seen the this building in Thor Ragnarok, and then they built it 
in uh, in Disney California Adventure. Would I hate it so much? And I don't I don't know if I would because it would already have been something that I'd seen before, I guess. I don't know. I still wouldn't like that they tore down Tower of Terror for it, but I don't know if I would be so like against it the way that I am because it looks so crazy. Remember, we're not making fun of the building today. No, yeah, no, no, no. And and I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily I mean the the thing it's looks a, it's an outlandish design. Let's crazy. Yeah. 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 I, I'm I'm not making fun of it when I say that it it looks weird. It is it is crazy colors and it's got a whole bunch of crazy stuff on it. I mean it just it looks crazy. But lots of stuff does. Space Mountain looks crazy. It's got it's got a bunch of spires. Spaceship Earth is a huge like, you know, geodesic sphere. That's a crazy design too. Um so no, I'm not I'm not trying to to belittle that that building by saying it's crazy it's just i can't think of another time where out of nowhere such a such a crazy looking design has come out yeah and i guess i guess maybe to your point if if you were to see the film first maybe then you would feel like i i i i i think a lot of the complaints about this have been related to it feels like they tried to shoehorn in something yeah. that already matched pretty close to the design of the Hollywood Tower Hotel, so that yeah. way they could. But if maybe if you had seen this first, even if that was still the truth, and they just didn't make a big deal out of it, and then say like two months down the road, they said, "Hey, we're actually going to build a new attraction, and hey, we're going to put it at the Hollywood." And then maybe you look at it and you go, "Wow, those actually look a lot alike." Well, isn't that convenient? But yeah. but maybe it wouldn't be as 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 uh, hard of a transition, I guess, for you to make. Well, yeah, because like I, I I'm conditioned for movies to have like crazy stuff in it. You know, Blade Runner, Star Wars, Star Trek. I mean, all these movies, any of the Marvel movies, as a matter of fact. You know, you look at them and the Chitauri in uh, in uh, Avengers and. Uh, just everything in all the in the in all the Marvel movies is is really weird, but because it's in a movie, I'm able to suspend my disbelief. Whereas the you know Mission Breakout building is real life first, and I just think that like now that we've seen this in the movie, I'm I'm sitting here like rethinking all the things I've said about it because yeah I don't think I don't think if I had seen this movie first and then they said we're going to build that building it would be that bad because okay so think about I'm I'm right now I'm thinking about Pandora had they come and said we are going to build a a land based upon an idea and have floating mountains and bioluminescence everywhere and have these tall blue people and have, you know, this thing where you ride on this crazy winged creature and go through this boat ride and see all these weird made up animals. If that, if I had never seen, or not even if I had never seen, if Avatar did not exist yet, if James Cameron had met with WDI and shared with them this grand vision of of Avatar that he has, where he said, I'm going to make four movies out of this. You know, we're going to start production on them now, but we need to, you know, we need to build this land. If, if Pandora 
at Walt Disney World had come out with everything that it has before Avatar, that would seem insane. You know, like these ten foot tall blue people and all and all the all the crazy stuff from Avatar. I think that it would be a lot harder to take in and a lot harder to swallow than Pandora is because it's based on a movie that everyone's seen. So so what you're telling us is in in uh what, a little bit over a, a month, when you when when the attraction finally opens and we finally have a, a discussion about it and you bash everything, it's all just because they did everything out of order. No, I will say that and I'm not I'm not starting anything, I think it's ugly. And I would think it was ugly even if it you know even if the movie had come out first. Because, you know, I just, that's my opinion. But I don't know that I would have, you know, such strong feelings about it otherwise. So when it debuts and we have an episode where we talk about said building, um, I will, you know, I will still think that it that the design is not good. And that it's ugly. When but when we will... when we finally talk about said building, because the last ten minutes of your podcast <laughs> have not have been us not talking about said building. When really all that we're trying to hit on is it appears that it could actually end up being canon at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, that it's actually going to be in a film, which I guess I always thought it would be because the new Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out. But if the collector's not there i guess that totally has nothing to do with that building being in it but i hadn't really thought too much i guess about that movie or that building being in a film i had not yeah i to me that had never even i recognized that the collector existed in the in the marvel Mm -hmm. universe and it was going to include characters from that but i didn't really expect that building to inherently exist in that any more than i expect there to be a new Star Wars film surrounding the uh you know the comings and goings of the Star Tours company. Though now that we need a Star Wars film every year, that seems a lot more possible. That would be dope. Oh my gosh, I would love that. The Star Tours film? Yes. I, I you know it that would be so it would be a nice it would be a Guardians of the Galaxy type movie. Uh for Star Wars. You know, a little bit lighthearted. It could be a comedy instead of just straight, you know, science fantasy. I think that would be great. And we could have we could have like everything edited. We could see where the Star Tours vehicle was at all these pivotal cuz you know, you jump in and out of all these pivotal moments <laughs> in the different films. And like, oh look, there's that Star Oh, that Star No, that was actually the Star Tours vehicle right there and <laughs> how all this played in. That would be so good. And maybe and maybe the collector's building is in a film. That's what, that's speaking, what we're going to leave off of, right? Yes. Speaking of buildings, there are rumors. We we talked a long time before the episode about whether or not this was a rumor or an announcement. No, no. What, I think I think this is an. I think at this point we can call this announced. Okay, Club Thirty Three is coming to Walt Disney World. Yeah, because there's a there's an email address that is at disneyworld.com. What dub to dub Club Thirty Three at disneyworld.com that responds to you and says you know we're we're still coming up with plans and we'll be excited to let you know more soon and numerous people have said that a spokeswoman has announced though it's so weird because what 
you know, as we record here on Thursday night, the Star Wars celebration was pretty much the big news coming out of Orlando. I mean, yeah, yeah what uh, Universal announced Christmas over at Harry Potter Land or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that's called. And then SeaWorld announced a new attraction. But most of the stuff that I saw was was Star Wars stuff. And then all of a sudden I start seeing this weird stuff about Club 33. And I'm like, well, that's a weird rumor. And so in researching it, then I'm like, okay, well, a lot of people were saying this was announced. And then there was the the email address. And like I said, the, to me, the email address thing is enough to call this done because it's an at DisneyWorld.com address. And they're responding. So Disney is okay with this getting out there and everything. So, yes, we will call it announced that Walt Disney World is getting a Club 33. Though, the rumor is still how many Club 33s right. are they going to get? So, yeah, the... The most interesting part of this announcement rumor-ish whatever is that there would be a Club 33 lounge in every park. So you'd have one in the Magic Kingdom, one in Animal Kingdom, one in Hollywood Studios, and one in Epcot. Which, you know, there's not a Club 33 at Disney California Adventure. There's not a Club 33 at Tokyo Disney Sea. Um, so. Why do you think they would put a lounge at every park? Because to me, that starts to water down the exclusivity of Club 33. And am I going to have to be a member to go to the Club 33 lounge at the Animal Kingdom? Because Club 33's membership, I mean, the waiting list is a year long, and it's like $20,000 to become a member of Club 33. I mean, it's... It's very, very exclusive. So, and to, so to you make assume, so many of them, it just seems like it's less exclusive. Right. So wouldn't you assume, though, that, that Club 33 would be like you're a I would I would assume you're not a member of the International Club 33. Like, wouldn't you just be a member of the Florida Club 33 or the California Club 33? Or uh, unfortunately, my you no one has gifted. Me, any anybody out there who feels like gifting me a Club Thirty Three membership, you're more than welcome to do so. But I don't have one yet. But I mean, like, can the California Club Thirty Three member go to the Club Thirty Three over at Tokyo Disneyland or something? I don't. I don't know. I was just about to ask you if you knew that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I would assume that Club Thirty Three membership would be specific to to your parks, or you know, and and. Again, if if the if it came to pass that each one of the parks within Walt Disney World had its own Club 33, I could see you having a membership that allowed you access to any of the four. But I don't expect that, you know, you could then go to California and go to Disneyland's Club 33 because again, it is an exclusive club and if you if you had everyone who signed up at Florida suddenly show up in California, I don't I don't think there would be enough space for that, right? No. Or if I they mean, yeah. like like it, here's the thing. If I drop tw- From what I understand, it's already so hard to get a reservation there in California. Right, right. And to actually get a, to get the membership is crazy. It's not like you can just say, "Hey, I've got the money. I think you've got to be on the list and and mm-hmm. and all that jazz." And I that makes sense to me because if I drop $20,000 on a membership or whatever it is now, I I don't I don't know. The the ridiculous amount of money that it costs, 
And then I get there and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, all the all the seats are taken, but feel free to grab a piece of flora. No. Right. Not even a little bit. So, yeah, I I think from a logistical standpoint, it would have to be at least specific. But I think I think Florida, you could make the argument they could make it work where you would be able to surely it wouldn't be like 20,000 per park or whatever, whatever the number is per park. So, but does that mean, so like if, if you buy a club 33 membership in Florida and it's only Florida, doesn't that make it a little less exclusive? You know, like I just feel like it's watering down the club 33 brand by making this club in, in Florida. And maybe just that Walt Disney world doesn't feel the same as Disneyland does. And that Disneyland feels more like a place where there would be a little club for affluent guests to go to and kind of get get away and have a nice lunch or dinner. And Florida just doesn't feel like that. You know, there's way more people in shorts and flip-flops, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's more of a, you know, like we've said since we started this show, it's way more of a vacation destination than Disneyland's more of a of a of a park that you go to um i don't know club 33 just doesn't fit in disney world to me at least as it exists at disneyland okay but again this is like i feel like the watered down argument made sense when there was a disneyland club 33 and that was it but there's already a club 33 in tokyo there's already a club 33 in shanghai so pretty much Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris are the only ones who don't currently have a Club 33, right? Yeah. So it's already been watered down. I mean, I, I will I will give you that it would be more watered down to see something else stateside, I guess. But if you can only join one or the other, or if your membership doesn't get you everything, right? It only right. gets you yeah. it only gets you one side. You can I I would assume you could join both if you have those kind of connections and that kind of money. Sure, Disney will always gladly take more money, but uh I don't I don't know that that really kills the exclusivity because I feel like with Florida they would still say, you know, this is the number that we can let in and the first however many people are the most connected however many people we get that buy the Club 33 memberships at this price, that's what we're going to let in. Then it just becomes a diff, you know, it's just exclusive in a different place. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it's a, maybe it's a different thing, but it's still like club 33 is synonymous with upper crust exclusive. And that, that can, that can exist in, in, in Florida just as well as it can over in, uh, in California, I think. I can see that. But yeah, I I don't know that I don't know if they'll have one in every like. I so can, where would they put them? Okay, so let's say they have one in every park, just for the sake of this discussion. Okay, where do they go? I think Main Street for Magic like because surely there's like a second floor area that you could put one. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Or or you're gonna because you're either gonna do that or you're going to build a new area, right? Yeah, because there's no like Court of Angels or anything at at the Magic Kingdom. Ooh, but yeah, but they've got outdoor seating at Disneyland now, don't they? Where would you? Yeah, but it's gated off. Yeah, but no, that's what I that's what I'm saying. So 
Like if you didn't ma- if you did Main Street second floor or something, you wouldn't have that. The what, no, there wouldn't be. What about what about if it was? And, and again, I I almost hate talking about stuff like this because I know it's something I'll never be able to afford, so I'll never <laughs> be able to see what I'm what I'm talking about. But what about if it was outdoor roof access on Main Street? Oh, that'd be pretty cool. That would be like on top of on top of the Main Street buildings. Yeah, yeah. You know, like whatever hmm. whatever two Main Street buildings they take the you know they take the top of and turn into uh, Club Thirty Three above on on the roof level is where they've actually got you know the the outdoor access. So do, would you put the would you put the door? Because that was kind of like a cool thing in New Orleans Square at Disneyland was finding the door. Yeah, finding um, the door, so, and then if you had the, you know, some of the people that, because Nancy and I were were waiting there. What were were we waiting to get on an attraction, or maybe we were waiting for dining reservation? Some, for some reason, we were over beside that door, and like people would just come up and try to and buzz and be like, "Oh, I didn't know what this was," and you know, like you see them trying to jerk their heads around to see in there or whatever. Like I felt so bad for the cast member who was responsible for the door at that place. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, you could just make it another Main Street door, right? Yeah, I I guess that would be kind of cool, but I don't know. I guess it was it was just kind of cool to have it hidden, you know, or not. It wasn't hidden at all, but you could miss it, you know, like if you weren't looking necessarily for a special door, you could miss it because the only thing back when the entrance was in New Orleans Square, the only thing about it was that it was uh, uh, it had that plaque. So I feel like if it was on Main Street USA, I mean, it's definitely a little less inconspicuous, but um, I I think roof access would be pretty cool. And that would be a view of the park that, you know, nobody else could get in, which is, you know, staying with the exclusivity of Club 33. Right. Well, but OK, so you could do parts of Main Street where you could pass right by it so i'm thinking like as you're walking down main street i think is it the there there's like a side alleyway to your right and maybe is that about like where the hat shop is or something Mm -hmm. there but there are some there is like a side street right there and so maybe back there or something is where the door is so maybe it's not like on Mm. main it's just off of main street or something and it would just be a nondescript door there you know Mm-hmm. And again, kind of like Club Thirty Three was. It's just it's just another another door right there. And unless you happen to notice that you know there's a little buzzer next to it or something, you wouldn't you would never know. I to me, Main Street just makes the most sense. Um, so I mean, yeah, you could definitely put it anywhere inside. Hey, what about what about uh, I've got it, I've got it. What about if they just stick some some planters? With like some greener, like the you know the kinds that they can just roll around, maybe like over in Tomorrowland, and maybe these <laughs> Club Thirty Three, like they could just build Club Thirty Three out of those like little white tarp covered. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that that would be such a great they could spot? Just, they could just rent you a membership for six hundred dollars a day. Yeah, yeah, and and Club Thirty Three food, which is you know I feel like it's pretty well known for, could be Cosmic Rays. Sure, Cosmic Rays and delivered. Serve- and they would deliver it to you, obviously. There you go. There you go. So I mean, so barring, I think I think barring Main Street, uh, possibly Adventureland would be another good, another good place to put it. 
And again, I'm not sure how that would how that would all fit in. I just I, something something about Adventureland just says Club 33 works works there in my mind. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Somewhere on the river mm. would be cool. Yeah. So mm. then, okay. So the, Matt, do do you have anywhere else in Magic Kingdom that you could see? No, I've I I was trying to when I asked the question, I was trying to think of how to do it on Main Street, but make it you know cool but i think roof access would be cool so then and i think you know having dining on the roof although they have outdoor seating in in los angeles because it's so nice and most of the time in florida you would not want to be sitting on the roof no but but for that you know for that little bit of time here and there where you do it would be available sure i i so yeah no i think i think that's a good way to have it on main street but still make it exclusive so and I think that's how they would do so it. So that would be Magic Kingdom. Where would you put it in uh Animal Kingdom? Hmm. I feel okay, so you couldn't put it in Pandora. That would that would be I mean that would be a really cool place if you could find somewhere to to put it again where you could have a nice view of of Pandora, but I think probably I'd put it back in Asia. Back in the back by Everest, um, in one of those, you know, like storefronts, maybe do another upstairs type thing where maybe you go into the store and there's a door in the back of the store that is, that leads into a stairwell and you walk upstairs and that's the Club 33 Lounge in Animal Kingdom. I like that, but here's the here's the one thing that's interesting to me about what you just said. You said... Pandora would be great if you could have a great view. Number one, we don't know what is available in Pandora because we haven't been there yet, right? Sure, yeah. Number two, this thing is being announced, and it's not like Disney... If Disney's announcing that Club 33 is happening, or you know, even like letting it out of the bag that Club 33 is happening at Walt Disney World, because I don't think this is... I, I don't know that this counts as a full announcement as much as a confirmation like maybe they just had too many people bugging them about it and they're like yeah it's gotten out we should just cop to it um but if it's if if it's now official they've been thinking about it for a while and pandora has also been under construction during this period of time so Hmm. let's say that i was to say to you hey jeremy we need to stick a club in animal kingdom and we don't currently have a place for it you know what? We're building a whole new land. Wouldn't that be an awfully convenient place to just go ahead and build in where that club needed to be in that land? Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, in that in that park? Because then we could just, then we don't have to shoehorn it into something that already exists. We can just go ahead and build it in right from the get-go. Yeah. Maybe it'll be on top of the mountains, the floating Ooh, mountains. Ooh, that would be awesome. <laughs> so, Hollywood Studios, I I saw a... Again, this was so you have you know you have your different levels of rumors, and this one is the ad. Just somebody said it on Twitter, sort of rumor. But I I saw where somebody had said they had been told by a cast member that Catwalk Bar was being was going to be used for the Club Thirty Three location in Disney Hollywood Studios. Where's Catwalk Bar? So it's actually right over there where the Brown Derby is. It it used to have its own external door 
but I think there are still stairs in the Brown Derby. Like you can see some stairs that have like a, a little a little rope across them or whatever, and that would lead up to where the catwalk bar used to be. But it hmm. it used to be when there was what the 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 soundstage restaurant existed in MGM Studios, and it was like above it and everything. But anyway, so there there is an unused area there that was already built to be a bar and everything. Um, that that some random you know Casman was probably having a really fun time with a guest by going, oh, I'm I'm totally going to get them. Uh, yeah, that's going to be Club 33. Well, and I can see how access through the Brown Derby would be good for that because the Brown Derby is already a you know nice restaurant and access through the Brown Derby would make sense, especially if you could have like, you know, I'm just thinking, trying to think of, ex- of exclusivity and stuff. If you could have like a dude manning some stairs with a velvet rope, that would be... That would make you feel pretty cool if you walked up to that guy and he unclipped the thing and let you walk up the stairs. And you're like, oh, yeah, I finally yeah. made it. So, so yeah, I think, I think that the catwalk bar location, whether or, not, whether or not that's actually legitimate, makes great sense for a location for a Club 33 area. It's centrally located and everything. Uh, again, based on the, the fact that it's Brown Derby, Brown Derby is pretty centrally located. Li- centrally located in that park though again if you wanted to have club 33 in say star wars land it's also completely under construction so <laughs> it's a really good time to just build a club into part of it and so what that leaves epcot man i think i would put that i would try to put it in future world somewhere because the world showcase just it's there's no place that's centralized enough for that. And so it would have to go south of or whatever. It would have to go in Future World. Maybe in that um maybe in that lounge area on the back of Spaceship Earth. Oh that yeah. That was the that was the absolute first place I thought of and I'm like, yeah, that's where that needs to be. Is the cuz what is that right now? Is it this is it still the Siemens Lounge right now? I think so. It's for executives and stuff yeah which i mean and that again that's not the that's not the only lounge they've got one there um somebody well i don't know does anybody have the one over in uh because there because there's one on mission space as well i guess that would be hps right now uh so yeah there's there are some lounges that now i guess the question is what do you give siemens to because you're probably not going to want Siemens people just walking up into your club 33. Yeah. Uh, but I think as far as location, yeah, that's, that's a really good spot for it. Maybe somewhere in the living seas. Yeah. Or in the land pavilion. Well, the land, Hey, what about if they took out the circle vision, uh, three or circle vision? What if they took out that film? The, <laughs> the, the Lion King. one. Yeah. Yeah. The Lion King one. And just, that's a whole <laughs> lot of area that could suddenly become club 33. Yeah. So, I mean, so so the moral of the story, well, and you've got the entire Wonders of Life. Epcot has nothing but places for you to put right. anything yep. you want to put in it. Future uh, World has a ton of room. Yeah. So, so there's no reason they can't put four Club 33s into Florida if they want. But we know that at least one is coming. And so you're going to start saving your pennies, right? Yeah. And I'll I'll start saving my pennies, and then right about the time you and I can no longer see or move, we'll be able to 
halfway afford a Club 33 membership. Right. Yeah, maybe if we pool our money together and Jeremy Brad Burleson crew <laughs> could afford one membership. It's like it's like the good old days when you made a collect call. Would you <laughs> like to collect, accept a collect fra- call from, I'm on my way, I'll be there soon. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. You guys have no clue what I'm talking about right now, but... Ask your ask your parents or your grandparents that used to be ask them about collect calls. They'll they'll explain it all to you. <laughs> and that's that's will be Jeremy Brad Burleson. <laughs> Berta crew. Oh my gosh. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, and until then, have a magical day. Bye.